And that was Tracy Roberts with um, Big Red Truck. That's a really good one. And we've got Kath on the phone. Yeah. Very boppy. It was very boppy. Yeah, a bit different to the previous track. I just had someone message me saying that they'd heard that we used to call tomatoes wolf peaches. And why did we stop calling them that? So I don't know. I have any idea. I've never heard that before. No, uh, it's a new one on me. Yeah, maybe it's a brand name or something. Who knows? Mm. Yep. Old anyway. Hmm? Old what? An old, bri- an old variety, like a oh, yeah. tummy yep. tub yep. or a yeah. cross list or a, I don't know, yeah. a Burke's Backyard or a, yeah. the, a yeah. whatever, whatever. What was the other? I oh, know that was, I'm thinking Runner. of the, I'm thinking of the, uh, the apples, the, uh, the 10 pounder or whatever it was called. 20 pounder. 20 ouncer, sorry, 20 ouncer. That's a brand, that's a, uh, one, a type, that's a type of, that's a type of apple. It's a big cooking apple. Okay. Yeah, an old, very old variety. Did you know that they're actually, the apples and the things are starting to, uh, the breeds of apples are starting to die out. They're becoming extinct in the UK and they're getting very, very upset about it over there. I was reading an article about the other day. And then it transpires that there's a nursery in Tasmania that has one of the world's largest collection of old UK apple varieties. So isn't that interesting? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, whereabouts in um, Tassie? Not sure, not sure. It's, it's one of the better known apple uh, apple nurseries, though. So, okay. Um, yeah. So I've just been reading up on it because I've been getting onto the rare, rare fruits and heritage fruits and stuff and heritage trees and looking around at various things. I bought some grapes and some raspberries. So I mean, grape vines and raspberry vines. Did you? Hopefully, they're going to come in the mail this week. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I have some sultana grapes that I need to um, pull out. Oh, really? Oh, why, why are you pulling them out? Uh, it's not because, suitable? N- well, Are they no. seedless? <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. They're hardly ever fruit. They fruited the first year and then the birds found them and they've never fruited. Oh, well, they, they probably are fruited fruiting, since, but, but yeah, you're not getting them, yeah. Yeah, no, I put them in uh, more for shading the pergola area because we, we are or were northwest facing, but since we've built a two-storey garage, um, young adult compound, Mm-hmm. Um, it would be you know. nice if it was a compound, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they compounded themselves and stayed up there. <laughs> uh, it's nice having them around. <laughs> yeah, it is sort of, yeah, sometimes. Oh, they'll fly the coop one day. I'm sure they will, um, and yeah. you'll miss them terribly. <laughs> Either that or I'll kick them out. Um, <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't do that. Um, they will definitely fly the coop. Uh, but since we've built that, we're no longer west-facing. We're pretty much just, um, we're a true north-facing backyard, really. So, okay. And three grapevines over a small pergola is hard work and a lot of mess and a lot of vine yeah. and a lot of leaf and just don't need it. Fair enough. So Fair um, enough. I'm keeping the ornamental. And, and, that's, and that's the bottom line is it's your garden. You can do what you like. Yeah. 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 People get People get a bit... Um, freaked out and stuff about that sort of stuff they go oh yeah but it's you know it's been there for a long time and i don't really want to and i don't feel right taking it out you go mate it's a grapevine or it's a tree get over yourself get plan, over yourself plan, and plan do another it. well plan another you one. should say that we've got a plum tree that's been of um ongoing discussion as to whether we get rid of it or not and um i proposed getting rid of it a few years ago and i was um shot down in flames by um I was overruled, basically, outvoted. How dare they? How dare they overrule you? <laughs> yeah, you'd think that um, the person who's the gardener in the house would be allowed to do what she likes, wouldn't you? Uh, well, you'd think so. Well, you'd She's think... allowed to do whatever she likes on anything else, so yeah. why not hold a garden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is, this is the thing, you're not, you're not quite the supreme commander. Oh, uh, well, no, 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 quite, no, it's an it's a, um, even democracy in this house. <laughs> as long as they do what you're told, yeah? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the plum tree, um, it, and it has set fruit in the past. Actually, my um, stepmom has made uh, jam from my plum tree. Okay, yeah, I've got a yeah. few jars of jam from my brother's plum tree, just a little European plum. But it blocks out all the, it's a really, it's a really, it's, I, I suspect it's self done. It was the only thing in the garden when we arrived, apart from our lone palm. Yep. And uh, it um, has grown back from the stump, so I assume it's... it's Pretty hardy. <laughs> it's very hardy. It's out, now got a lovely fork in it, which would make a great cubby house, except there's nobody that wants a cubby house in their house. <laughs> um, or and extension. it blocks all the life. Well, that's the problem. Well, you, you can always prune it back hard. Oh, I've pruned it right back hard, and I'm thinking I'm going to pollard it. Yep. Um, and see what happens. So we've done that. Um, uh, we cut it back really hard in autumn. Yeah. And it's got a few water shoots on it, so I'll be interested to see what happens um, over the next month or so. Mm. Mm. Yes. Oh. Well. And if it doesn't perform, it can go. So, and this is one of the challenges of growing in small spaces, so... Absolutely, because it's got to work hard. I have a spiel about deciduous trees and why I love crepe birds, because they have to work... I know they don't fruit, yep. but they have to work hard. They have to be a known cultivar so they don't get too big. Yep. And they need to be attractive all year round. Mm, mm. So then what Voila, advice... So what, advi- <laughs> what advice would you give to the, the uh, our, our avid listener who wanted to know a bit more about growing veggies in a small space? Well... Quick cropping. So, oh, my broad beans are shot. Oh, have they? Yep. Excellent. What they shoot? Made their way through the 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 um. Well, they've made their way through the fifty layers of lucerne hay that were excess. So, um, yeah. So back to quick cropping, which is um. So broad beans. Yeah. Which look good, easy they to do grow. Like, I really love the, the flowers. The one thing I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they look really good. Yeah. They're yeah. Um, one really good thing. Um. That I do grow from seed would be broad beans, and I put mine in mace. Normally, you would put them in, in or if you follow the rules, mm. you would put them in more March, April, May. Yeah, kind well, of. They're, they're more what you call guidelines and actual rules. Yeah. Yes, yes, quite. So, yeah, so broad beans are good. Lettuce is good. Yep. Tomatoes, cherry tomatoes in big tubs would be fantastic. Yeah, any of the bush tomatoes would work okay. Mm, any of the bush tomatoes would work. Um, what else? Herbs. Oh, have I got parsley for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I've got parsley. Don't worry about it. I don't yep. need any more parsley. No. I'm all um, parsley out. Yeah, but just having fresh herbs in small pots is... Um, all, oh, you know you what know. you could do? You could grow rocket. Yes. Yes, you could grow rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and you will have it forever more. <laughs> and that's the, well, that's one of the things. I mean, if, you want, if you've got a garden bed that you've got to fill up, then you want to get something that's either... That's either um, a perennial or a highly self-seeding uh, annual, so so that it comes back every year. Yeah, the and trouble is you got to get it to seed where where you want it. So well, yeah, that's true. Mind you, um, with my rocket, I just um, when it has gone to seed, I just cut the seed heads off and throw them where I want them to grow. Yeah, well, like I've, the whole thing. I've had I've, I've got parsley growing in amongst my maidenhair ferns in the pots, mm-hmm. and parsley growing in amongst the in amongst the aloes. And uh, parsley growing in amongst more parsley, it just seems to be everywhere. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't been grown out the cat's ears. <laughs> oh, gross! <laughs> yeah, well, then you could actually go hunting for parsley. Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, my apologies to everyone, anyone that's listening. <laughs> it's getting close to the bewitching hour, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so we might do another session on um, growing um, veggies in small spaces because it's it's 
probably maybe this time next month when it's a little bit warmer and, a, and more of the right time to be planting. So right. I'll do a more thorough listing. But, um, yeah, so quick, quick cropping. Beetroot's good. What is? Put it, beetroot. Beetroot. Oh, yeah, beetroot's good. Yeah, because yep. you can use the, the leaf in salad and then um, you get the actual beets. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Had another question as well. Oh, really? You're, mm. Wow. What to, um, yeah, look, you just put it out there to the, um, the bloggers here and look what happens. So. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, planting underneath uh, citrus trees. Oh, yeah, yep. Mm. And what was your response? Don't. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, that's the end of that question. <laughs> they, uh, unless you've got to tell you in heritage, um, I recommend not. <laughs> because you'll damage the citrus or because things won't grow? Oh, because um, the only people to have success were that I know of are Italian if they grow citrus. It's a bugbear of mine. Mm. Um, I want to know what Nonna does. <laughs> well, citrus um, are shallow, shallow rooted, so they're very shallow rooted. So which you is get why oh, yeah. you don't grow, um, you don't give them competition. Yeah, so. um, unless and, you're going to overfeed them. Yeah, and I told one of my Italian clients that I'm allowed to say that because. It's just so damn obvious. I grow a, a citrus tree on on one side of the fence and on the other, and a struggle. And on the other side of the fence, Nonna, she's mm. got it. So anyway, yeah, yeah. No, they are shallow, so they need good drainage. Yep. And they're shallow rooted, so yeah. No, I don't grow anything under them. Just mulch them. Yep. Um, you could put uh, pots under there. Yeah. Maybe with um, and. Uh, or you could grow, or you could grow the citrus in a pot. Yeah. Or in a can. half half barrel. I've seen people do that before. They grow them in a in a half barrel, or you know that sort of thing, and then. I would say that um, the best size pot and proportions to grow a citrus tree in would be a half wine barrel. Yep. Um, yep. They just I've, I've tried many a pot over the years for myself and for clients, and um, um, the best uh, results I've ever seen is in half wine barrels. Yeah, unless you're talking about a little um, kumquat, because they're quite a small, bushy sort of Yeah, thing. actually, funny you should say that. I've got a couple of kumquats that I've had for <laughs> 20 odd years in pots. Yeah. <laughs> and they do well on neglect, so yeah, yeah. they get nothing. Yep. Um, and they fruit. Yeah. So, and they've never been repotted. Their potting mix has been topped up occasionally. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Probably, um, uh, and some, something that I should probably listen to and, and um, follow mm. would be not to constantly move them and repot them. Yeah, that, that mm. might be that might leave be Leave them alone. But don't, yeah, so yeah, don't touch them. If they're fruiting, leave them alone. But the thing is, well, even if, if, they start, fruiting, if they start to <laughs> fruit, ex- if they seem to start to fruit really, really, really well, that could be a sign of stress as well. It could be. So you've yeah. just got to be a little bit careful. Yep. Mm. So the plant could be thinking it's dying and it's fruiting like crazy, yeah. and that's one of the things you do to tomatoes. You mistreat them as seedlings, and then and then they they'll just burst into into fruit. And then you feed them like crazy. What as soon yeah, as yeah, because they think they're going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one of yeah. Peter Cundall's tricks. Yeah. yeah. So if you've got a citrus tree in the ground, um, no, I wouldn't be planting anything under it. Um, uh, certainly not in the immediate drip line. Yep. Um, I have been known to plant outside of the drip line with things that aren't too. Uh, thirsty, um, hungry, so stuff that's going to be um, quite. Uh, so stuff that's slow growing, sort of slow growing, sort of ground covery type thing. 
Well, something, I mean, prostrate rosemary would be, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you could do. So if I was to plant prostrate rosemary, I'd be putting it um, outside of the drip line of the citrus tree yep. and then letting it find its way. Or if you had um, small as, plants that are deep-rooted. Small plants that are deep-rooted, like... Things that have got a, a big, long tap root of some, of some kind. So I'm thinking um, there's some ground covers, I can't remember the name of them, that have actually got quite a deep tap root, and, and I use them for ground covers at home. I just, I just can't think what they're called. But they're, a, they're basically an Australian native, and, they've, and they're drought-tolerant because when you try to dig them out of the ground, the tap root goes down about a metre. It's just crazy, which is okay. why they survive anything. Yeah, okay, all right. Because if you cut the tap root off, it just can regrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the reason I said rosemary is because it's, uh, it's I mean, it's a, yeah, or any Mediterranean herb would, would do the same thing because it's um, low water requirement, low fertiliser requirement. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's, you know, think uh, Mediterranean rock. Right, yeah. Um, escarpment type stuff. Um, and that's where they grow. So, um, yeah, low needs. Yeah. Not, low hey, needs, not high needs. Guess what? Mm. We've got to go. I'll do it. Yep. Free okay. That's it. All right. Oh, I'll go and have a coffee then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, get out in the garden, everybody. Coming up in a few minutes it just is... just started raining. ...is bricks and wood. Of course it did. Um, <laughs> get, so you have time to make, make yourself a coffee. Um, so coming up in a minute is bricks and mortar, and uh, follow that. Um, Peter Cassidy's always good value in the afternoons, and all the rest of our wonderful shows. You've been on air with The Good Earth with uh, Mike and... Cats on? On 94.1 FM, 3WBC. Yeah, and we'll see you on the first day of spring.